Hello and welcome to Beyond the Real right here on Mountain 91.5. What you're listening to right now is 12.30 by the Mamas and the Papas, prominently featured in Bad Times at the El Royale. One of the movies that we're going to be talking about tonight, one of three actually. My name is Kyle. And you're TJ. And I'm Colin. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, Beyond the Real, (laughs) every... Every Tuesday, try speaking up next time. Welcome to the the show. So, every Tuesday at 9 p.m., talking about movies in the industry, what we thought of them, giving you suggestions on what to see. And our first of the night is First Man by Damien Chazelle, starring Ryan Gosling, America's sweetheart, as I'd like to call him. He's Canadian. Well, he, you know, like everything else, America now owns Ryan Gosling. We've claimed him. I like it. Whoa. Yeah, he doesn't get to go back to Canada ever. Um, First Man was Jeez. released last week. <laughs> a little dark. Um, First Man, story about Neil Armstrong, uh, the struggles that he went through leading up to the Apollo 11 mission. Spoilers, they make it to the moon. I know this happened about 50, more than 50 years ago now. It was 60. Can I do math? 69. Yeah. Um so not more than, but you're yeah. real close. Pretty close. That's that's a long time. I yeah. mean, that's pretty amazing that they did that. Um, fun fact real quick, the lunar lander had um, less computing po- power than a modern calculator. Uh, and they did all of that. Oops. And they got on the, the moon. Like I said, it was a long time ago. Crazy achievement. Um, so the movie, First Man, is about Neil Armstrong, like I said, uh, in his journey. And a lot of family struggles that he went through. And just the entire uh, space race, really. I mean, not the entire, more like an Americanized perspective on it. And it was probably the best cinematic experience I've had all year. Wow. And possibly in the last couple years. uh, Whoa, whoa. I made a point to see this in D-Box. And wow, it just was incredible. And... You know, seen a lot of movies for the show, so like that's high praise. I wouldn't say it's the best movie, but I would certainly say it's the best cinematic experience I've had. I understand where you're coming from because I think that Avatar is also a terrific cinematic experience, but I can separate that from the movie. Yeah, is that what you're getting at? And well, actually, uh, what I said, I mean, I tweeted this out after I saw it, I believe, unless I whatever, but I said the last time I had. An experience like that in theater was seeing Avatar in IMAX in 3D. And that was 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. Nine, yep. So it's been a long time since I've had an experience like this. And I've never advocated for it this much, but I saw it in D-Box and it was like going to Disney World and like going on the, the Mission Space ride where like the, everything moves and you feel like so... Um, it just put into the, the scene like the space part. immersion. And I mean, there was three scenes, um, space scenes where it was from takeoff to whatever part. And they were 10 to 15 minutes long each. And they were shot from the perspective of the astronauts. And it just did such a good job of bringing me in, um, feeling the anxiety that they felt and the the pressure of each mission. Like I said, they were going into uncharted territory. These, these people are doing things that uh, humans never did before, like docking two spacecraft that got launched separately, which was the second mission, Gemini eight that Neil Armstrong was on um, in the movie. And something goes wrong and, and you feel that anxiety. You, you, you feel the pressure you get tense with the characters. You feel the panic, and it just it culminates to this this amazing experience of of wonder and excitement and, and curiosity. How does Ryan Gosling do as Neil Armstrong? Well, Neil Armstrong as a person is is very reserved. He isn't like super outgoing, um, kind of pulled back emotionally. And I think Ryan Gosling does a amazing job at portraying that character. A lot of people are saying that he's underacting, and you know, a lot of the the shots are on 
people's faces close up, but for someone that has been waiting for like a movie that really means something is trying to say something. I could see the nuances in the performance and the way everything was shot. The thing that you were talking about, about people, about some of the reviewers commenting on the stoic nature, it seems of Ryan Gosling's. That's why I ask. Yeah. Just because I was curious, but it seems that there's a reason behind it. And he's going for authenticity rather than just the, something else. I mean, there's so a meme really awesome. of like Ryan Gosling, not eating a cereal or whatever. Someone like is holding a spoon up to the TV with Ryan Gosling and he, they're like inching this the spoon near his mouth, and eventually he just turns away. I mean, there's a there's a meme with like you know Ryan Gosling and his acting for sure, but I don't think that with a movie so well crafted that the director would tell him or wouldn't tell him, hey, you're underacting this. You know, I it doesn't make sense to me that Damien Chazelle went to Ryan Gosling and say, "You're doing fine. Let's you know whatever." That's exactly how I want it. No, he he went to him and said, "This is how Neil Armstrong was, um, and I want you to show that and uh, do what you do." And I Don't I, eat I just cereal, man. I just really liked it. So I think the last space movie I saw where I genuinely felt some peril for the characters was Gravity. Yeah, probably five years ago. And you say that first man also puts their characters in similar situations. The crazy thing is, is that gravity was, well, this is 2012, right? So six, 13, oh, man, I'm always one year off, aren't I? Um, so that was five years ago. And the big thing about that movie was it was just a technical Marvel that they mm-hmm. got, um, things shot like that. It felt like the characters were in space. They're in zero G's and everything. But like, really, there wasn't much, else of substance with gravity at least oh, no. in once retrospect it, once you see it like in somewhere other than the theater the quality goes way down yeah it's just two people in space and they want to get out of space yeah <laughs> like that's yeah, that's no, what it always goes and the first man you could go way deep into the plot i mean it's just it's a man who is reserved and is dealing with um the loss of his daughter it happens immediately and he's dealing with that the entire movie it plays into the story um, dealing with the fact that friends around him are he's losing friends around him that are also in the space program he's dealing with the pressure i mean there's there's a bunch of conflicts in um you know it can get a little convoluted at at points but if you're ready for a deep dive into what it took to get people on the moon from a personal standpoint from a human standpoint first man is it and if you're looking for a cinematic experience akin to Colin said gravity. I'd go further to say like interstellar is one Um, avatar. I mean, these are cinematic experiences that people will remember forever that were alive for it. I mean, everybody remembers going to see avatar. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be that bold, but I remember distinctly watching avatar. I remember distinctly watching avatar. I remembered seeing the scene where they jumped off the cliff and the bird dinosaurs caught him. Yeah. And then my mom said, I got to leave him sick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the scene because I saw it in 3D where they're in like the common space or whatever. And like the little air jellyfish are like they're they're in there and they're kind of bobbing around. And I remember actually like reaching my hand out to try and touch one of them. But it's like, oh, it's in 3D. It's not real. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it got me. <laughs> The guy next to me, like, elbowed me, like, what are you doing? (laughs) You you crazy, man? (laughs) Uh, So, first, man, I loved it. It's not doing super well in the box office right now, at least compared to its opening weekend and its budget. Um, And that's a real big shame. And the topic of the controversy that I believe we touched on with the not showing the American flag, um, we touched on it a couple weeks ago, um, because they announced that they weren't going to show the planting of the American flag on the moon in the movie. Um, and of course that sparked a, a bunch of uproar and people are getting upset and it's like, Oh, it's American achieve- achievement, American tax payers. Like, you know, they paid for those missions, millions of dollars. Why can't they be proud of their country or whatever? And to, to respond to that after seeing the movie, they, I mean, the whole story is about the U S and NASA and trying to beat, the Soviet Union. I mean, it's like it. you can't just omit that. But yes, they did not show the planting of the flag 
the the climax of the movie was not the plant the flag being planted um and they do show it eventually like they show it in the in the movie like not the planting but the flag on the moon so if you're upset about that it's not like anti-american or non-patriotic first man is first of all a, a human achievement a movie about human achievement but there's plenty of patriotism in the movie to be had. So, highly, highly recommended from me. Definitely, first man. I'm actually considering seeing again in IMAX. Sounds ridiculously different from Damien Giselle's first two movies. Yeah, yeah, you could say that for also sure. sounds ridiculously different from Goosebumps too. Yes, which is our next movie yeah, on the list. On? What I, a, yeah. I just, like... I was just thinking about, wow, I got to talk about that next. What a perfect segue. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I could go on. To... <laughs> I could go on and on, but I don't want to steal uh, well, there's the hearts and minds of everyone. Here. I mean, compared to that, I didn't hate Goosebumps, too. I've never saw, I never saw the first Goosebumps. I forgot it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but in these movies, from what I could gather, um, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein, uh, and his stories just kind of come to life sometimes, and he's like, I better deal with that. I, I don't Is that what he if, sounds like? No, I don't know if he sounds. I don't. Jack Black just sounds like Jack Black. I don't know. Can't do it. Anyway, uh, he's in this movie for like all of fifteen minutes at the end. He shows up after all the conflict is over, and he's like, "Whoa, what did I miss?" And they're like, "Everything." He's <laughs> like, <"Huh>, "Cool." <laughs> Dang man. <laughs> yeah, and then. So what's the movie about? Uh, so these kids are exploring a spooky house and they find a little puppet in there and they're like oh i think that might be alive and the other kid's like nah man and then the puppet is alive um and it brings all the other halloween stuff to life too and they just have a big old halloween run around it's like it's like all the halloween decorations so he like goes into a halloween store and it's that's pretty cool i, I really like that because halloween decorations are fun like the whole aesthetic of the holiday is obviously something that is pretty popular especially recently people really get excited about that stuff so like if you're into that like this movie is a fun time because that's what it's about it's like there's a bunch it takes place on halloween night and there's all these decorations running around it's pretty cool um other than that it was just kind of what what do you expect from this sort of movie was it scary no would it It be scary to a a kid funny just a little bit do you think it's kind of aimed at a younger audience yeah, but I wouldn't say you wouldn't be able to enjoy it as an adult. Okay. Um, I certainly uh, did not expect much going into it, um, and I didn't get much. But I, I didn't, I, I didn't leave saying, "Oh man, what a cinematic masterpiece!" Like, that's obviously, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, aren't, they aren't trying to go for that. They aren't like it's just kind of it's it's very much of the season. I think if you're looking for a Halloween movie like like that's new that you haven't seen yet for the family, then like, hey, there you go. You could do you could do way worse than Goosebumps too. <laughs> like Peter Rabbit Halloween special. <laughs> uh, if they had Peter Rabbit Halloween special, I would not be saying this because I would be telling you to go see Peter Rabbit Halloween special. <laughs> what about Sherlock Gnome's Halloween Jack O' Lantern version? The Jack O' Lanterns. Don't taunt me with things that I know will never be real. <laughs> what about A Wrinkle in Time, the Halloween version? Guys. <laughs> what about Halloween, the Halloween version? <laughs> oh, 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 we're getting that soon. We are. Yeah, I'm, then, I'm excited. That's next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Goosebumps 2. Um, gets the solid TJ's 4.2... Uh, <laughs> Goosebumps out of a possible like billion. I don't know how many goosebumps appear at once it, on a human body, but I got like I got like four of them watching this. That's movie. that's pretty good. That's a pretty good yeah. Rating. I mean, I, I'm I'm a I can count a stoic em. genius. I can't I can't I'm not moved by anything. <laughs> so the fact that can't even keep a straight face. The fact that you got more goosebumps than two, which is yeah. what's on the movie poster, Guys, is pretty impressive. Whoa. We're, we're nailing it. <laughs> anyway. Goosebumps 2. Goosebumps 2. Oh, we'll see man. Maybe if you got a family. If you don't have a family, then. Well. <laughs> then <it's not> 
<laughs> well, please take the spotlight off of me. What other, what other like kids' movies are Halloween e? You know, like how how many times do we get movies like this that are kids? Good for kids and families that are yeah. in season. There's a lot, like there's a lot of horror movies around this time. Yeah, but... I'd hardly argue that Annabelle is a family movie. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, it, but yeah. It, well, Goosebumps, like, I don't know. It's it's good for kids. It's good for you know, for making money off those families yeah. all year round. Although, not that I've ever read Goosebumps necessarily, but if you're looking for a faithful adaptation, that is not what you're going to get. <laughs> From what I could tell, they just kind of took slappy i think he was a character in the books and just kind of slappy said, that's what his name was. also yeah the, there's the, a bunch of halloween dummy. decorations i guess and rl stein played by jack black well i'm glad that they have halloween decorations you know i did read i did read goosebumps and i always imagined jack black as the one in the typewriter creating no, a script you did not. <laughs> no i did not <laughs> I, do you think that in this universe since jack black Jack Black is R.L. Stein. Like somewhere, there's like a guy who looks like R.L. Stein whose name is Jack Black. <laughs> you know what, TJ? And he's like, he's like the cool like like guitar guys and like Tenacious D and everything. If, if if that floats your boat, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Honestly, though, I'm I'm definitely more of a Michigan Chillers kind of guy. I didn't Ooh. read those. Yeah. yeah, I forgot they were a thing. That was also R.L. Stein, wasn't it? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it's a similar type of book. Oh yeah, well, no, I was gonna. Okay, maybe, maybe I have no idea. What I, I have never read Goosebumps, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know why I consider myself an authority on saying whether or not this is a faithful adaptation. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Rand. That's not Earl Stein. I can tell you that much. But I guess the Michigan Chillers weren't doing well enough, so he expanded to American Chillers. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Mm. He had like a whole. Okay. Yeah, this website's old. Uh, so anyways, Goosebumps 2, um, one of the movies that came out this previous weekend. And we'll cap it off with, you know, some bad times. Some real bad times in a specific spot. The speci- the spot being bad times at the El Royale. Oh, that there. sentence didn't make sense, but that's okay. I've uh, been there before and I had At the El Royale? No. Oh. I'm lying to you. I'm sorry. Man. Carry on. Man. Man, that... Oh. Why you gotta do us like that, TJ? Man, you thought you had some insight for us. You ripped a part of me away with that, man. So the movie, (laughs) the the movie is about a bunch of characters played by A-list actors such as John Hamm, Jeff Bridges, and Chris Hemsworth. And I wouldn't call her A-list, but Dakota Johnson is in this too. And they all meet at this hotel called the El Royale, which is. A kind of rundown hotel located right on the border between Nevada and California. And it's going to be difficult for me to talk about the plot because it mostly unfolds through twists that are meant to advance the story. So some of the most that I can say about it is there's a mystery that is set up at the beginning. And it becomes more elaborate as the film goes on. And the film is also told non-linearly. Like, it starts out with a char- with a bunch of characters meeting at the El Royale, and then it goes to a flashback of what they were doing before the hotel. Hmm. And then it goes back to what's happening now during the present, and it shows what one character... It shows, it'll shows it show, like, what John Hamm is doing at, this, at the present in the El Royale, and then it'll do a flashback, and then it'll show what Jeff Bridges' character was doing while John Hamm was doing his thing at the El Royale. And it all kind of converges at the end. And it's, I'm sorry if I'm being vague, but it's real difficult to talk about the plot without mentioning spoilers. No, it's, it's probably so, better to be vague because I still want to see this movie. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good time. Actually. There's, there's some legitimately good twists. There's some good dialogue in it. I believe this was directed by Drew Goddard, who was the guy that made cabin in the woods, which I have not seen, but I've heard really good things about. Mm-hmm. I have seen that surprisingly. What'd you think it's of it? One of the like seven movies, I, movies I've seen in my life. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was very subversive for all the horror movie tropes. Mm-hmm. Just like it's, you know, it's a, it's a selling point. When we watched it, we didn't realize it was like that. We just thought it was going to be a generic horror movie, and uh, we got sucked into it. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. No, it's it seems like a good compare. I've been reading some reviews of this after I saw it that compared it to Cabin in the Woods in a few ways of it being like. 
in that it's all the stuff that happens is located in this one spot. And I think I mentioned last week when we were talking about it that I saw the trailers and got kind of a Hateful Eight vibe from it. Mm-hmm. And I was correct. <laughs> there is absolutely a Hateful Eight vibe from this. But it's it's that in a good way because it is legitimately interesting and it subverts my expectations a whole bunch, mostly because I didn't have any going in. I had no idea what it was going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> How did it subvert expectations if you had none? Because I got them as the movie progressed. Oh. Be- wow. Yeah, wow. Be- because, because wow. well, it sets up things like this is where the movie kind of hints at Dakota Johnson's character going, and it goes somewhere else. And it, and it keeps you on your toes a little bit. It's... It's a pretty good time. It's rated R for language and violence. It's a pretty hard R. And for the ladies out there, there are numerous shots of Chris Hemsworth with his button-up shirt open. Yeah, I was trying to find like pictures for this movie, and literally all I could find was Chris Hemsworth without a shirt on. Yep. That's all I could find. It's like, aren't there other characters in this movie? There's Jeff Bridges. Who doesn't yeah. like him? Yeah. It's, it's a good time if you've been looking for a thriller or a mystery type of movie, I would I would recommend checking out Bad Times of the Old Royal. It's not perfect. The last act loses a lot of the momentum that had been built up before, but it's okay because at that point, the film has actually taken the time to develop and tell some interesting stories with the characters. And I very much enjoy myself with Bad Times of the Old Royal. I would, I would recommend checking it out if you like mysteries or thrillers or something other than just action or horror things like that how is it stylistically it's very stylish it uses different colors and different characters flashbacks to kind of differentiate what those look like it has it it uses the the good old 19 like 60s 50s neon signs to make like the dramatic colors Mm -hmm. like there there are some scenes when some of the characters are out in the rain and the huge neon sign of the El Royale is projecting like this red ominous light onto the entire environment that they're in. And it looks really cool. It's awesome. kind of, it's nice to look at. Uh, not much else I can say. It's a, it's a good time. If you go in without being spoiled, you'll probably have a lot of fun with bad times at the El Royale. You'll probably have a good time with bad times at the El Royale. Wow. Thank you. I, I'm so glad that we're finally out of this uninspired movie rut you know we're, we're on to first man yeah which like i said is it's gonna hit hit it big with the the award shows and just gonna win a bunch of awards and then we have the bad times at al royale stylistic um twisting and turning subverts expectations and we have goosebumps too a, a modern family halloween masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> or yes. not quite that but i I was trying to compare it in my mind to those, like, to, like, the Goonies and stuff like that. Oh. Would not say it's on the same level. But we have two really solid movies, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. But now it is movie lib time. Take it away, Colin. It is that time. Time Uh, for a plural noun. Let's see. um, Um, Jibs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that one. G-I-B-S. It's J. Like I said, J I B S. I was thinking G, but I mean, that's, you're the that'd one who be said Gibbs. It. It's Gibbs. Gibbs. J I B S. Yes. Would be Gibbs. J I B S would be Gibbs. T J. Did I just flip myself <laughs> around in my yeah, head? Yeah, you did. You just wow. one eighty, man. Oh my god! We Subverting just, like, expectations, T J. Yeah, we just like. <laughs> swapped world lines here. I'm a different yeah. person trying to argue something else. It's like, can you argue an adjective? Ooh. Um, yeah. Subverted. Cr- cr- Subversive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A crubbly. <laughs> Subversive. Get out of here, TJ. <laughs> Take five, man. Crubbly. <laughs> uh, sorry, the world line I came from is, is one where crubbly is a word. It's it's a easy misunderstanding, <laughs> man, but you got to align yourself with where we are right now in reality. Uh, that actually relates to the next word, which is a time. Uh, wow. D- D- Bronze Age. D- uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I was just Bronze I was just reminded of uh, Early Man, which is very easily <laughs> mistaken for First Man. Was that movie about cavemen playing soccer? Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> untimed man. Uh, <laughs> punctual <terrible>. man. <laughs> punctual man. Uh, All right, what's the next word? A place. A place. The, In time. The, the, uh, the, the, um, the menorah on, on the family holiday. So what's the giant pool in front of like the White House? The reflecting pool. The big pool. <laughs> There's some collaboration. I vote for the big pool. The big pool. <laughs> Which one? I'm, the, the big one. I'm going to go for a swim in the big pool. <laughs> well, if you're going to go for a swim, you can go for a verb. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> That's the uh, next word. Uh, That's a really bad segment. <laughs> Cramule. It's like Daniel, but he's cramming it. Dude, get back to our reality. Use real words. Bop, boop. I am a boom. Let's uh, see. Formulating. Uh, it would be like uh, formulate. Uh, uh, yeah, formulate. Powering down. Formulate. <laughs> Formulate. Come on, guys. Dude, I told you to take five. Yeah, well, I took like seven of them. <laughs> uh, okay, what's next? Next is an occupation. Uh, <laughs> Computer. <laughs> Computer's an occupation? Yeah, it used to be. In the time of first man, there were people that were literally just doing math and they were called computers. Nerds. You ever watch Hidden Figures? No. It was hidden. <laughs> <laughs> that was me laughing at that horrible pun, Colin. <laughs> worm ambassador. <laughs> okay. It's a little human who shrinks worm down. Worm ambassador. <laughs> goes into the worms. And when it rains, it, he shrinks down and be like, worms, it's okay. It's just rain. Well, the worms love rain. That's when they're out. It's when the worm... The rain goes away, and then he shrinks down and said, "Worms, it's okay. It's just the sun." And then they believe him, and then they die because it's the sun. That's a horrible ambassador. He needs yeah. to find a new job. <laughs> he's he's not very good. I need two more occupations after oh, that. Two yeah. more occupations. Yeah. Wait, like in a row, like individual yeah, like, ones? like occupation, and then another occupation. Uh, let's see. Sweat collector. <laughs> Gross! It's it's one of I those, love it. It's a it's a guy who who sits with a bucket underneath uh, the celebrity and catches their sweat to sell it off on Amazon. Okay, and then the last one is butt scratcher. Kind of keep with the gross. Get your butt scratcher here. Butt scratcher. Uh, butt scratcher. Fall, fall, fall. All right, next word. Man. <laughs> falling man. Falling man. <laughs> ah! It's next my, word. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> I get full benefits. <laughs> Next word is a past tense verb. Past tense verb. Warg. Existed. <laughs> yeah, I said warg. Existed. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling out too many of my words. Yeah. I call them my words because they aren't anyone else's. Because mm. nobody else would ever say. Does them. existed not really work? Uh, not really. Oh uh, man. Detested. Ooh, that's better. I like that. That's a nice, solid word. Thanks. Wow, it's mighty nice when you use words from the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know if you read a dictionary, every other sentence is just a remix? <laughs> of course, you know what the most used word in the English language is. Set. The. Hmm. Is it though? Yes. Okay. It is. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to argue here. Cool. Talking about words. Speaking of words, I need a noun. Hole. Uh, hole. Hole. Holy water. Hole. Hole. Let's 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 make it like a H O L E Y water. Um, it's water with a bunch of holes in it. High horse. Okay, I'm good with high horse. High horse. I just been like trying to just. Start with syllables and see where it takes <laughs> see where it goes. It's working out great. Last one is an emotion. Distraught. H- handy. It doesn't always work. It's not a, handy. It's not yeah. an emotion. I did the same thing. Uh, Distraught doesn't work. Uh, it it would not really. Some that would be better would be like anger or. I always have trouble fear. with these ones. Mm. 
I always think of like um, a state of being. Delight. Delight. Delight word. Yeah, yeah. Delight. Well, that's just delightful, TJ. Thanks for suggesting that word. Man came home and was absolutely delighted to find that someone had stolen every light in his house. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that made up for oh. everything else that came before That's, it, TJ. <laughs> oh, that was a that was amazing. I Thank you. Wow. Oh, That's that okay, bad. Amy Schumer. Oh, that was You'll so be good. forgiven. Ooh. Um, so, are you ready with the, the movie lib of the week? I am ready with the movie lib. All right, let's let's do it. This movie lib is based off of Bad Times at the El Royale because I liked it and it was it was good enough to write a movie lib about. Here it is: Bad Jibs at the El Subversivo. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, in the Bronze Age, the El. <laughs> <laughs> The El Subversivo is a hotel located on the border between the Big Pool and the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> one by one, the guests formulate. There's a bear trainer, a warm ambassador, a sweat collector, a butt scratcher, and some surprises. Ooh. As the musty night goes on, secrets are detested, ratcheting up the high horse and danger for everybody. <laughs> Those in search of delight should absolutely see bad jibs at the El Subversivo. <laughs> Was in search of delight. <laughs> that was well put together. You thank will, you. Oh, thank you. you, thank you. Shriek with glee. Want to thank our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Want to thank our audience participators. Thank you, Ellie, for sending in Bear Trainer and Bermuda Triangle, and thank you, Jake, for sending in Musty. Those wow. are both real good. And <laughs> that Musty. Was, that was pretty funny. I like that. Bad jibs at the. <laughs> The El Subversivo. <laughs> Subversivo. Oh, yeah. I, I, see. Took, I took your word and made it better. I thought it was just okay. Yeah, <laughs> I get it now. Wow, what a what a great movie lib! And like Colin said, thank you to all of our audience contributors. Before the show, we always post on Twitter what words we're looking for. So if you want to participate in Beyond the Real in our movie lib section every week, you can tweet at us Beyond the Real on Twitter. With that, we'll move on to what's coming out this coming weekend. We got a couple movies. We got Halloween 2018, which is one of them. It's basically a sequel to. The very first Halloween, I mean, they just basically foregoed everything else and was like, nah, forget all that other stuff. We're going to make a sequel to the first one. Uh, the Halloween franchise is a lot like Jaws. The only good one is the first one. All the sequels are generally disliked. Well, I mean, it sounds like they're they're ready to subvert that expectation and make a good movie about it. You know, I, think I we have an episode titled Boys. Do we title the episodes? No. Well, never mind. <laughs> that really subverted my expectations. Jeez. Uh, you know, reboots and relaunches of old and that kind of thing, revisits of old franchises are very common now. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wasn't looking forward to this one at all when the when the news stories and stuff were coming out about it. But I saw the first trailer, and it won me over. The plot, which is, as Kyle said, a continuation of the original Halloween, is genuinely interesting it looks like it's character driven by the relationship between jamie lee curtis and and michael myers Mm -hmm. i'm i haven't seen the original halloween but i'm very interested to see this it looks like a really solid horror flick i'm i'm looking forward to halloween you know the last time i really got into like a horror movie was it a few years ago. Yeah. That was big. Last year. It was also a reboot. Was it only last year? It It was September. Oh my word. People, yep, it was September 2017. Wow. People love yeah. that movie. And so now that there's another horror reboot, everybody's ready to love this one too. So hopefully the trend continues. I don't know. I still love the Tim Curry it, the Tim Curry Pennywise, you know the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah. I still love that, but people like this new one. Yeah, this new one's really creepy. Indeed. Yeah. I saw it. I agree. Yeah. But I think Halloween – see, I like horror movies that don't rely on shock horror and, like, jump scares. I actually want to feel, like, terror. Like, I saw The Void last year. And What's that? that? Was, uh, it was very indie type of movie, but it was horrifying. I mean, it was just should look into it. pretty bad. Not bad, like, as in badly made, but I like horror movies that actually – 
build up tension and take the time to, um, you know, make make the audience scared and feel for the characters instead of just jump scares or whatever. Yeah, I think Michael Myers is one of those characters, and even in the trailer, he has some genuine menace to him mm-hmm. in the footage that you see. So I'm hoping that that carries over to the final to the final movie where. Because the problem that I think a lot of the a lot of the horror movie sequels have, especially in franchises like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, is that they show so much of the villain that they become a lot less interesting after the runtime goes on. Mm-hmm. Like Freddy isn't nearly as scary when you've seen him for an hour, as yeah. opposed to the monsters from A Quiet Place when you've seen them for maybe like five or six minutes total. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that that model doesn't really work for Godzilla, but it works for horror movies, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Steven Sp- I mentioned Jaws earlier, and Steven Spielberg is a master of knowing... Uh, he, he realizes that a lot of the time it's what you don't see that scares you mm-hmm. more than what you actually see. Wasn't that a necessity, though? Because, like, the prop they had for Jaws wasn't working. Oh, yeah, Bruce wasn't all that cooperative. That's what they named yeah, the show. I, I know, I love that yeah. his name is Bruce. <laughs> But any, anyway, hello, Bruce. Anyway, I think Halloween is. I'm. I said it already. I'm. I hope it's really good. I, I hope Halloween is really. I'm a little disappointed that it's not coming out closer to you know, Halloween. Yeah. Well, I mean, all these movies aren't, you know, coming out close to Halloween. We had Hellfest released. Was that the first week of October? I think it was two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have um, Goosebumps released middle of October, and then Halloween. <laughs> another two weeks before Halloween, so it's like you missed your chance there. But I mean, also it's hard to then <laughs> market a movie after Halloween because, like, after Halloween, people are like you know deep into the fall aesthetic that with Thanksgiving and everything. After the Halloween, people are deep into the retail stores buying up all the candy that they didn't sell before Halloween. Yeah, it's like people immediately go past Halloween. So like, if they release it on Halloween, it doesn't really work like a Christmas movie. Christmas. That that holiday feel goes on until like after the new year, even mm-hmm. so, like that doesn't work for Halloween, so it makes sense. It's just like mm, you could have, mm. I don't know, it seems weird, but whatever. I get what you're saying, anyways. That's Halloween, that's coming out this coming weekend. We also have another movie, The Hate You Give. Um, I'll admit that I don't know too much about this movie, I've been focused so much on First Man, um, learning about that, but. It's a new movie. It's PG-13, so um, it's... Oh, yeah, now, I, now I'm now i getting a glimpse of it. It's... I, I don't remember if it's a, a fictional or a non-fictional tale, but it's more of a, a social commentary type movie. There's a teenager um, who her friend dies in a, a police shooting, and it's about her finding her voice and expressing opinions and being loud and... Um, just having a message. So along, I'm noticing that the title is the hate you like the letter you, I assume that probably has something to do with like social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be another movie, um, focused on social media and social problems. And that's, it's PG 13. I, I believe it's a book as well. Um, from what I've seen. Um, so if you read the book, then I can definitely imagine you being excited for the movie. And I do appreciate young adult movies that have those social messages because it's important because, like, when you're younger, unless you're surrounded by it, you don't really consume it any other way. Although that was my experience when I was younger. I don't know how you guys were and how it's like now. but No, it was pretty much like that. Like, I wasn't exposed to a lot of these social issues until I, I came to college and... The people around me talked about it a lot. You that's know? that's fair. So, but like now with the internet, people are so ingrained with social media and everything. They're pretty. You can't get away from it. Yeah, you're pretty exposed to it. So it might be different now. Um, and then the last movie that's coming out this weekend is The Sisters Brothers, starring John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jake Gyllenhaal. I know you just listed that cast, but that really sounds like the title of a Tyler Perry movie. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. <laughs> and Like Medea visits the sister's brothers. 
I don't know anything about this movie. Um, oh, man, we're not getting another Boo movie this Halloween. No. I cannot tell you how happy I am about that, <laughs> honestly. I saw Boo 2 with Kyle last year. <laughs> Before I was on the show, he was like, I don't want to see this movie. Please come with me. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Oh, man. It was a really terrible. I, it was so bad. I, I did not like it, except for that one scene that I've still yet to like faithfully recapture the joy it brought me. What what scene was that? It, it was the like, zoom in. Yeah, there's like, I believe it was Medea. I'd know nothing about the Medea cinematic universe, so I don't know which character is which. Um, but it was the one that's dressed up as an old lady. That's yeah, that's that'd Medea, be, right? That'd be her. Right. Okay. She's like she's like trying to get her get get one of the other friends off the road and like get her back into the car. She's like, I don't know what you're so afraid of. We're just oh there. yeah. And then she's like she's like looking off the side of the road the whole time and like. Like after ten seconds of this, there's like a there's like a stun cord or like a like you know a shock cord, and it like zooms in on her like she just saw what she'd been staring at the whole time. I don't know. It's like not that funny when I describe it, but like in the theater, I I, I was I had like ascended to another plane of comedic genius that was amazing. And then you came back down around the movie lib section when yeah. you came back to our universe. What? what? No, no, you were talking Ooh. about the different lines oh, and yeah. you were like using the different words. Wow, it's like the I've astral plane. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I've been astrally projecting all my life into the... <laughs> After Boo 2. <laughs> Talk about spooky. Oh, man. So, anyways, the Sisters Brothers. <laughs> it's going to be a comedy about some 1850s prospectors and. Is it a comedy? Adventure comedy crime. I mean, okay. it's got John C. I, I mean, I didn't get the vibe from the trailer that it was a comedy, but it's got John C. Riley in it. So how many movies sense. has he been in that wasn't a comedy? Like one. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I remember it was one of them. I'll have um, to, look, you know, but yeah, figure that out. Uh, I, I don't know the name of it, but there was that one. Oh, Kong Skull Island. That was it. But he was a pretty goofy movie, or goofy character in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did get the sense that this was like, like definitely very much a story to be told as well mm -hmm. from the trailer that i saw so might just be a little fun yeah cool. you know, we, we got a huge range of movies we, we have a space movie we have a thriller stylistic thriller we'll say um we've got a family uh holiday themed movie we have we have a straight up horror straight up halloween horror themed we have a social commentary and then we have a comedy i mean like that's a huge variety. It's got to be healthy yeah. for the box office just to have that many options. Certainly. And just to have actually well put together movies. So that's nice. So for sure. But so anyway, that for a while. Yeah. Um, so that's the movies that are coming out this coming weekend. And we just got one little new story real quick. It was the new glass trailer. Uh, Colin watched it and had particular thoughts. I got to admit, I'm, well, this is an, an unpopular opinion. I'm not a big Shyamalan fan. Yeah. But I was present. I was pleasantly surprised by Split, mostly because McAvoy's acting was absolutely terrific. Mm -hmm. And again, pleasantly surprised. But then the end credit scene rolls around. And it's like, wait, wait. This is set in the same universe as another one of his movies. Holy crap! That does that mean that we can get? Uh, does that mean that we can get Glass and the Beast? going to meet Mark Wahlberg in The Happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would I... love to see that. Uh... Mm. But it looks like a really different movie. It's like the team-up that I never knew I wanted, where these characters from two different movies are meeting each other. And I haven't seen something like this before. I think this is something really different. Samuel L. Jackson has a great presence. Bruce Willis has a great presence. And... As I said before, McAvoy is just a great actor. He can do whatever he wants with any of those personalities. Mm -hmm. And the plot is kind of revealed in this trailer, and it looks looks interesting about Samuel L. Jackson wanting to reveal themselves to the world. I just think it looks cool, and I'm excited for Glass. I'm excited about it, too. I, I'm with you. Split was a very unique movie, and the fact that he's bringing one of his other movies into it is pretty cool. Um, but speaking of Samuel Jackson, 
our movie showcase for the week is The Hateful Eight, which is very closely linked to Bad Times in the Hour Royale with its content and, and I wouldn't say style, but I mean the premise of it, where there's people that are locked in a place and they have to put up with each other and it doesn't go well. Are there eight of them? There are. There are eight. But what about Bad Times of the Hour Royale? How many are there? Less than eight. Less than eight. Oh, man. It there's like be... six, I think. The... The upset less than But they already made the ridiculous six. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're straight out of the titles. We're going to have to go with Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. So anyways, (laughs) uh, Hateful Eight, Samuel Jackson's in it, Kurt Russell's in it, Walter Goggins, we got Tim Roth. Yeah. I mean, lots of great actors. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, It's basically just set, set in... The one cabin. I mean, there's there's scenes outside of it leading up to it, but there's basically the main part of the movie is just set in this one cabin. You know, I didn't love it watching it in the theater the first time because I think it's a movie that really takes multiple viewings to fully appreciate. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, after some convincing from my friend that from my friend that really liked it, I realized that I just spent like probably forty minutes of watching people talk in a secluded area. But the stuff that Tarantino writes is so engaging that I don't mind at all. That's what he does. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, he has every movie. Really long scenes that are just like super tense and entertaining. The the dialogue, it's it's the music and the dialogue that Tarantino puts oh, the in music his film. Is great. Like, I mean, you can think about Pulp Fiction. Just talking about the the Royale with cheese. You know, the, the scene. Were they talking about? What do they freaking... call a whopper? I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they're talking about nothing, but it, it's character building and just super entertaining to watch. And the cool part for me is that Tarantino's dialogue is generally really well suited to the characters that he writes it for. My, I'll admit, my favorite dialogue writer on the market today is Aaron Sorkin because his stuff is just rapid fire and quick and very good. But his problem is that every character that he writes becomes Aaron Sorkin and mm-hmm. they all talk the same and they all say very similar smart things. Whereas a line of, I know when a line of dialogue is coming from Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction versus when it's coming from kill the uh, coming from bill in one of the kill bill movies. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a tremendous talent that he's able to, to pull that off. He, Tarantino is definitely one of the big film auteurs. I mean, he, he's, Making movies, he knows his craft and he knows his style. And Hateful Eight was over three hours long. And there's not many movies it that are was? released. That's what I'm seeing right here. And wow. obviously it doesn't feel like that. In fact, I saw it, um, the special road show where they had an intermission in between in the middle of the movie. Oh, when they were showed in like the 70 millimeter format yep. or something. And then, you know, so they have a, an actual film projector. And I watched the Hateful Eight on that. And then there was an intermission, just like the old... Um, like Ben Hur was, what, what, there was a movie that was five hours long. I think it might be Ben Hur in the early 1900s. And when a movie's that Ben Hur was in the 50s. What, it, what movie would it, it be? Definitely could be. Um, I'll have to think about it some some other time. Um, you know my BCA one. Is there a chance it was Cleopatra? It might be, but. The point is, I, I took that BC one on one class too. Yeah. The, the point is, is that movies used to be really long because there was a lot like a theater performance and. Um, the fact that he makes movies and he's not afraid to make movies and he can make them work at that length and with with that master mastery of the craft. I really appreciate Tarantino. You can say all, whatever you want about him as a person, but he makes really good movies. Who's your favorite Tarantino character? That is an excellent question. Wow. I did not come prepared for this. Uh, TJ, do you have anything that comes to mind? No. <sighs> Man. That's tough. SpongeBob. I, mean, I think the bride in Kill Bill is is really good. I mean, she, she's easy to to root for. Sure. Wow. I, I love Colonel Hans Landa. Wait, 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 wait. Um, is that the guy in in Inglorious? Uh huh. The German guy. Yep, Christoph but, Waltz. Yes. Thank you. Yep. I I love Christoph Waltz, and he's perfect in any Tarantino movie. Like, honestly, every time Christoph Waltz is in a Tarantino film, I absolutely love him. Dr. King Schultz, baby. I think... In the Django. I, I think maybe in Django. I might like Christoph Waltz better in Django. Really? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'll have to think about it, but I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Mm. 
Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I, you I bet, man. almost completely forgot. Yeah. So, hey, I want to know what all you think. Um, who is your favorite Tarantino character? Tweet at us, Beyond the Real, on Twitter. We're going to put up that Twitter poll, and it would be cool to even like vote on it and see which one is everybody's favorite. Number one, because we have to rank things. We're Americans. We have to you know, <laughs> put it in lists. we got to say that something is the definitive number one. Yeah. N- there's no nuance, no black and <laughs> no, no gray. It's just black and white. Top ten best times that Quentin Tarantino was a little crazy. Yeah. Watch Mojo's next video. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Top ten worst times at the El Royale. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll do it for us in the Mountain 91.5 studio. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Real tonight. We'll be back next week, Tuesday at 9 p.m., But if you want to know what we think about the movies that are coming out this coming weekend and want some suggestions, some insight without waiting until next Tuesday, you can tune into our Twitter, as I've said multiple times. We'll tweet out little reviews and maybe some extra little goodies. So unless either of you have anything to say about it. Oh, heck no. I got nothing else to say. Cool. Awesome. Thanks again. Furiously (laughs) saying, no, I got nothing. (laughs) Thanks again for listening in. Have a good night. Thank you.